Welcome to Podcast 1999, the podcast about the show Space 1999, not the year 1999. I'm your host, Mark 1999 Malik. I'm Matt. This is Matt here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Matt been a while 1999. since we, it's, it's, it's been a while since we recorded an episode, and I, I had actually forgotten the name of the podcast briefly, and then you said it, so that kind of worked out imprisoned in 1999 because it's been another time in another place where actually same place another time last time we did one of these so um same but two different places two different places so i guess that leaves another place but as far as like comparison to the last episode we recorded it's the same place you see what i'm saying but really i mean the earth is constantly traveling so we're really never recording this in the same place we won't even be in the same place we're done recording this as we are now so you're saying that this episode is scientifically accurate yes it's 100 percent scientifically <laughs> accurate it is the episode another time another place wherein the moon splits into two and goes back to earth but they're five years apart and then the one moon goes crashes into the moon and that makes everything better did i get that right <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you You'll... ever see the movie another earth uh i maybe you know you know about it though <laughs> i right? know about it yeah <laughs> this is sort of like that i don't remember i don't remember very specific things about that movie but i thought it was super dumb and felt stupid the entire time i was watching it maybe that's and... why i only like i'm like maybe when you say it yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's uh um i don't know what to compare it to it was sort of it came out around the time vanilla sky came out but it was less artistic than that because okay. it's literally just, oh, there's another Earth up there, and somebody like kills a guy on a, in a car accident because they're drunk driving or something, and then they win a trip to the other Earth, and then she goes and like hooks up with the, the guy she killed on the other Earth. Yeah, I think I maybe saw it and completely forgot about it. So okay, stupid. I I, I remember being stupid. I could be wrong, but I mm. think it was stupid. <laughs> Well, and this, about this episode was this episode, episode stupid is also stupid oh no you're you're gonna put that right out on the on the doormat yeah okay. it was fun but it was pretty stupid it had some very I mean, good lines stupid. okay the well, worst but the worst thing about it by far was the fact that uh that i had to keep keep hearing people say regina that was the worst why is that the worst it's Regina. I don't know. It's just say Regina. God, it's ah. Regina. I don't know why it bothered me so much for someone to be named Regina. But Regina. It bothered me. Oh, so it's not Regina. Regina. It's Regina. I never wrote tell? down her name because I was confused. I mean, I think it spelled like Regina, but everyone just kept saying Regina. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it's a Anglo thing to do. I don't know. Um, it's can Canadian, perhaps. Right. Well, uh, throw out. You got some trivia, do you? I do. Let's hear it. Direct, director for this episode is David Tomlin. You might know him as the co-creator and director 
the co-creator of The Prisoner and the director of two episodes of that show. You can find more information on him over in our Prisoner podcast, In Prison, In Prison, of the, uh, the Prisoner Prison cast, which I will withhold the information to force you to go listen to it. But relevant to this show, Tomlin had previously directed two episodes of UFO and will be back for three more episodes of this series. Tomlin mostly worked as an assistant director for the rest of his career, but had one more credit as director after Space 1999 was over, which was 1982's Return of the Ewok. Just one Ewok. Or is that plural? No, it's Ewoks. Only one. That's one Ewok. It said on an IMDb, it said Return of the Ewok. Okay. Which is the one where the kid touches the water and then gets stuck under the water? That one scarred me as a kid. It's that or the other one. That's that or the other Ewok movie. Yeah, there weren't there just two that came out as a double feature and well they came I, out on TV in different times. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I uh, just remember the kid touches the water and then he's trapped under the water and that like freaked me out. Maybe I'd like it better now, but I'd remember hating it as a kid. Mm. We didn't have lightsabers in next wing, so Yeah, no. We couldn't afford that. <laughs> it was um yeah, it was a different time. Uh, the principal writer for this place. episode, a different place, a different earth. <laughs> the principal writer for this episode is Johnny Byrne, who co-wrote this with the Andersons. He previously had a credit for rewriting the script that eventually became Matter of Life and Death, an episode that I also thought was kind of stupid. And this is his first fully original script for the show. Notably, he objected to the plot point of Regina having two brains, which was changed without his consent. He'll be back to write more nine more Space 1999 episodes. Our guest star this week is Judy Geeson, or possibly Geeson, as Regina Kesslin. Uh, Geeson was <laughs> too many G's. <laughs> this damn hard G's. <laughs> Geeson was a performer from an early age and switched from ballet to acting by age 12 because some of the ballet moves were giving her headaches. Her early career had her starring in such works as Here We Go Around the Mulberry Bush, Three Into Two Won't Go, and It's Not the Size That Counts. In the 1980s, she settled in the U.S. She showed up on two episodes of Star Trek Voyager as the holodeck program Sandrine, and uh, her recent career has included two Rob Zombie films. She's still with us and was acting as of 2022. That's trivia. So we don't know about this year then. Yeah, maybe she, maybe she could have retired. I don't know. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see an upcoming on there, so I don't know. Okay. Where's your stupid summary then? Maybe she's waiting for Rob Zombie to make another film. <laughs> uh, summary is right here. I thought this was going to be short, and it is not. Okay. Um, Moonbase Alpha is drifting along, and the crew are all minding their business when suddenly the moon enters an anomaly which seemingly duplicates everyone and sends them billions of miles away. Everyone is feeling a little off, but Regina Castellan has it the worst and has fallen unconscious. When she comes to, she is saying things that seemingly make no sense about the crew, like being married to Alan Carter, who actually barely knows her, and he and Koenig being dead, and somehow she's getting sunburned. Uh, The crew finds that somehow they are drifting into Earth's orbit, or at least what seems like Earth. Koenig has decided that he can finally execute Operation Exodus, even though Earth isn't responding to any of their communications, and Regina's mental condition keeps getting worse. Everyone is excited to enter orbit, but Regina bursts into the 
celebration wielding a gun flings herself into Carter's arms and then convulses and dies. Soon Bergman reveals that the Earth they're now orbiting is now uninhabitable except for, for an area in Southern California called Santa Maria. And Dr. Russell discovers that R Regina had two brains and the pressure is what killed her. What's more is the crew finds that duplicate moon is also orbiting this Earth. A visit there... <laughs> A visit there shows that the duplicate Moonbase Alpha had been abandoned and duplicate Koenig and Carter are both dead, just like Regina said they were. Uh, Helena is worried that contact with their duplicate selves could be fatal, but it also turns out that the duplicate moon is moving towards the original moon and it's accelerating, so Operation Exodus is a go. Helena says that only Koenig and Carter should go since their other selves are dead, but she also comes along to study the medical implications anyway. They find a colony of moon-based moon duplicates living in Santa Maria with several familiar faces, although they're five years older and some of them have children. They aren't sure if this Earth is in the future or the past, but no one is here but them. The Alphans find out that Earth Regina also died at the same time as Moon Regina, and then Earth Helena decides that she will also die, but only after giving Koenig a kiss because she was married to dead Koenig. The Earth colonists demand that the Alphans return to the moon to collide with the other moon so that time will reset itself, and they have no place on Earth at all. Then they do as they're told, and after colliding with the other moon, they're teleported back into space and everything seems back to normal. Koenig questions if the duplicates ever even existed, but Helena still has a bouquet of roses from Santa Maria. Freeze frame, just in case you didn't catch the roses. Um, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. This is my jam. It had lots of psychedelic lighting. Um, it didn't make yeah. sense in a way that I find enjoyable. Um, <laughs> it was trippy. It's not, it's, not, it, it's not a bad episode. It's just really dumb. <laughs> okay. And, I was and, like, uh, I guess I was thinking of, you know, did did I switch to Roger Corman's The Trip is in my notes, which I suppose you could, <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies, but I suppose that's a movie you could also call dumb. You know, it's The Trip directed by Dario Argento. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was definitely, if we had a tripometer for this series, then uh, it would be pretty high on the tripometer. But the thing is, I, it's a pet peeve of mine of, of, of the highest order that when, people just say hey look just go and die and everything will be fine and then everything just works out magically <laughs> that is that is annoying i did i mean obviously this came much earlier but uh i feel like maybe on deep space nine they kind of refined this a bit with the children of time episode if you've seen that yes one. the that, thing that's... is that episode kind of pissed me off because the thing that Odo does is ridiculously responsible in that episode. Casual Odo? Yeah. Yeah. Sexy Odo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, well, sure. He, you know, he's, he waltzes in there being all sexy and makes, makes Kira all pretty uh, excited, clearly. But, you know, it's not, it was irresponsible. And it's, it's one of those. There are several Deep Space Nine episodes that I know people have like issues with where they kind of veer way off the uh what's supposed to be Star Trek, like and uh like in the pale moonlight op is the obvious one, even though that one I think is a lot more entertaining. But now I'm going way off track. Yeah. But yeah, it um, kind of is like that episode. I mean uh, these I like that have, better. 
These guys have nowhere else to go. The town won't take them. It's like, I guess we're going to go to our exploding moon. Yeah. Where else yeah, are they going to go? Well, I mean, if you had a choice between you die on Earth or you die exploding on the moon, then at that point, do you even care? <laughs> like, how do you how do you make that decision? Is the, is the just... correct choice die on exploding moon then, right? That's more exciting because that way when, yeah. you know, it's like, um, what is it? Maybe it's George Carlin bit about, you know, if you're in heaven, you're like, man, I died in the apocalypse. You know, actually, I don't, it could have been David Cross or Pat Oswald too, because those are the comedians that are on my non functional iPod that I play in the car. So it's one of those three. <laughs> uh, yeah, you kind of lost. How'd me you here, die? But... How'd you die? Food poisoning. How, how'd you die? I got murdered by my wife. How'd you die? I died in the apocalypse, man. That's what these, they, they get to do if this doesn't work, right? <laughs> You think that the people who died because like in, in unsavory ways get like bullied in heaven. Um, like you, you, you like you, I messed up and the refrigerator fell on me. They get cyber <laughs> bullied like in heaven, <clears throat> man. If heaven has the internet, then there's no hope for any of us. <laughs> heaven has Y and Z man. What axes? No, X, Y, and Z, because Twitter's X now. I was making a really oh, obscure joke. Oh, yeah, that's going to age really badly. Yeah, I know that. I said I knew that as soon as it started <laughs> coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of, re- I kind of regretted saying it as I was saying it. <laughs> one of, one of those well, things. it's okay because you know, a year ago we were all doing find us on Twitter if it's still there jokes, and those have also aged badly. Actually, not because who knows what's there. Okay. Well, you know, it's going to clearly going to die slowly. Can I do an experiment here? Sure. Earth orbit. Earth orbit. Earth orbit. Earth orbit. No, you didn't. Okay. Is that how fast? That's how fast it was. But when I was watching the episode in between each of those, I, I my brain would just play. Lisa needs braces. Earth orbit. <laughs> Lisa needs braces. Because <laughs> it just kept going for like a minute. Yeah, I I think I do have that in my notes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you just didn't you didn't catch me real time. That's fine. Doesn't have to happen. Um, forty five hours to achieve orbit. This is definitely like living in slow space. How do you feel about slow space? What's your favorite kind of space? Slow well, space or fast space? I think slow space is better because you can let people go and uh scream and have sunburns for a minute before you get come back to them maybe that's why especially newer battlestar was so successful it gives you both because the battlestar itself is moving in slow space right and the big mm-hmm. island ships are definitely slow space but all the vipers and stuff they're in they're in there that's there you get your whip zang bing space there right because here, it's, you know, the fastest she goes an eagle, which doesn't, I mean, I guess, well, they crash into the moon surface pretty quickly. So I guess they got that going for them, but. It's always going to be as convenient as it, as fast as possibly is convenient for the episode, right? There's a right. lot of, this is kind of a busy episode for a, maybe a little busier than usual for this, this show, perhaps. This being, I mean, this is weirdly kind of like even more in Star Trek, it's kind of a workplace drama, right? It, I mean, it really has an mm-hmm. office building feel that just happens to be yeah. on the moon. So I, I am love wondering, that about it. 
when they when they do split and go through the weird psychedelic wormhole or whatever, how how many soiled pants do you think we have once everything stops? Do you think that maybe one duplicate soiled their pants and the other one didn't? And that's what happened for everyone? No, because the Regina has <laughs> has sunburn from the Earth Regina. So Right. So it it seems that even if the other didn't do it, they'd still end up with the consequences. Hmm. That that sucks when you're you get you get shafted by your duplicate, your doppelganger but shafts you. Yeah. I think it's like only her that has the real problem. It wasn't ever entirely clear why she was afflicted so badly with two the brains. two brains and all that stuff. <laughs> two brains. Uh, also, that's ridiculous. And if you had two brains in one head, your head would just explode immediately. That was your trivia where you're saying the writer hated it? Yeah. Okay, just making sure I, mean, I didn't read that somewhere else. And, I'm, you know. Yeah, to be clear, I don't think this is a great writer, but he was absolutely right to be mad about that because that's <laughs> far well, and above dumber than everything else. He's a pretty good Space 1999 writer, so I know he's going to step up to the plate yeah. for a few more before we're finished here um I mean, well it's interesting how does, how does helena die then that, that that makes way less sense also i like oh let's make her look old by just not putting makeup on her and giving her a frumpy hairstyle <laughs> she was i was i was sort of like she was still strikingly hot as maybe maybe hotter like that i don't i don't know yeah i know i just saw this funny it's just like obviously I mean, there probably was some makeup, but it was done like dumpier. And then they were like, give her dumpy hair. So I'm like, well, she didn't actually look older. <laughs> I think she looked, she was hot because she looked, she was just staring at um, Martin Landau, like how they probably, probably stare at each other when they're done having a fight or whatever it is. Oh, no, I was going to say that I think Matt, Martin Landau would get stared at a lot for being a peculiar looking guy, even before he was famous, right? I mean, they're married. No, I know that. I'm just talking about like <laughs> people responding to Martin Lando when they see him. You know, just yeah. like Leonard Nimoy. Like, even if you never knew who Spock was, that dude would. He has an interesting facial bone structure, as does Lando. Hmm. So, yeah, Landau's more like a um. He's got the structure of like what, like an Aztec death whistle or something, right? He looks sort of like a bird, like a condor or something. Yeah, Condor. There we go. That that gets me back into my kind of Central South American. I, I know Aztec's not South, but maybe mm. the Peruvian vibe is more where you'd get that. I don't know. <laughs> maybe like an eagle. So <laughs> is it ironic that Carter and Koenig died in an eagle? We've had so many people die in eagles in the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's the number one cause of death in Space 1999. Uh, yeah, dying in an yeah. eagle, it's which really cool. I assume they can keep fabricating. I, you can they, they must have a fabrication station on the moon so well, i've said this before and i'll say it again i think they're just slowly building more of them out of the random buildings on the base anyway why <laughs> it's getting smaller as they why get. does earth helena die out of shock it's just because the script tells her she needs to die i are we like we're, we're halfway to time cop rules maybe i'm not sure i'm gonna posit that she has she is of the Amidala bloodline. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> because Amidalas have a weak bloodline mm. and they just die because they get tired. All of them. Every single one. Just Padme dies because she gets tired. Luke dies because he gets tired. Leia dies because she gets tired. Ben dies because he gets tired. It's just the family curse. 
Okay. I mean, you could say broken heart, but it was obvious that she was just tired. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what this stupid movies say. They all they are they're all weak and they die because they get tired. I don't know. I like my we're halfway to time cop rules uh theory <laughs> yeah, better. This probably is closer uh in the sci-fi access to time cop than it is Star Wars by a significant margin. Actually you mentioned it was like she gives him the glance, the the post fight glare, and I did write my notes like I wasn't sure if she was going to kiss him or stab him, so I guess I get that. <laughs> well, when she was having that talk with regular Helena, we'll call her Alpha. We might as well call them Alpha. Their moon base is Alpha, and they're the quote unquote originals. The, the other ones are blockers. betas. The other beta ones are blockers, betas. They're, they're from moon base. Joining. They're from moon base beta. Okay. Uh, I thought that beta Helena was just going when she was having that talk. I thought she was just going to like walk into her and disappear. <laughs> and that well, did wait not a minute. Happen. Shouldn't the ones on the Earth be the Alphans because they were there first? So they're, the crew that were older, following so the, they're weaker. The fr- the crew the crew that were following the whole time they would actually be the Betas, right? And I also like because the they're idea. told to leave and they just leave to go on an exploding moon. That's pretty Beta. I was hoping, I was really hoping, and this obviously went out the window pretty quickly. I was hoping that the ones we were following at the beginning turned out to be the duplicates and then like we we ended up following the originals and those ones all died like uh voyager did that right yeah it's the duplicates that all die but uh yeah but i mean the voyager you're following at, at the beginning you're following the doomed ones and then you and the, the real voyager shows up in like the last three seconds uh yeah sorry to spoil your voyager for you i won't tell you what episode there i'll keep it at least that Veiled. it's a better episode than this anyway i do call that one one of my favorite voyagers though it's usually cons- really I think a lot of people consider it to be a crap episode but uh, yeah. i've seen some well, bile on that one but yeah hmm. i would but like yeah. to know uh to, to uh, x at us if you think that that episode is worse than this episode sounds like cross us out or something <laughs> i think i think they should be called kisses because you get it, like X and O, you should be, it's instead of tweets, it's kisses. Oh, no, I, I, I was podcasting yesterday and I got the real reason it's X now. Uh, this comes from, what? I was talking to Brian and he was like, what's well, the closest thing Musk could get to a swastika? Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> I thought he was just always obsessed with the letter X because he thought it was cool and he, he it's the closest took X thing you can get to a swastika. He took X.com like 20 years ago or something like that. He was just obsessed with it because he's got the brain of a 12-year-old. That's X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is that we're in a time where something you could name your you know, when when Google came out, nobody really made fun of it. Like Louis Stupis called Google, but then you can make something called X or Threads and people make fun of you all day. <laughs> Thread sounds like a clothing line. I don't know. <laughs> well, some some of our British listeners probably would only think of that as the the harrowing and terrifying nuclear fallout movie. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's like the yeah. day after for the UK. Yeah, that's no, way way worse than the day after. And I saw day after when it came out here, and it was upsetting. But yeah, threads is a lot worse. Yeah. Um. um where were they? Sorry, I just lost my little my my train just left the station. Um, so are, are uh, Nick and Carter Earth. corpse buddies now, like blood I brothers. So. They're corpse they, buddies. 
I think that maybe are we take is our takeaway that if you get married, then you die in an eagle. Oh no no no, Koenig and and um yeah, they both got married. Oh, they both got married. Okay, I thought you were. They both got married to doomed people who disappeared. Right. Okay. Sorry, I thought you were saying like they had gotten married, which would also be cool. But um, to each other, yeah, and the the eagle. I hope so. But that that might have doomed them. And there was the weird the weird meta where um Helena is um dissecting her real life husband but kind of in episode husband too but she doesn't necessarily know that (laughs) (laughs) that's just a weird little you know fourth wall bit of confusion that has nothing to do with the story but uh yeah (laughs) i loved the sequence where they were exploring the dead moon base that was probably my favorite part of this yeah that's what i was about to get to because that like i said we get a little psychedelia we get a little apocalypse we get a little bit of brain benders that don't quite make sense um I, I'm, I'm a little more up on this one than you are because i yeah i kind of remembered like like when i was looking at the pot descriptors oh i remember this one because it's just like nutso you know which i, yeah. I like nutso sometimes i mean if it holds together so i guess it's like you feel like it doesn't hold together uh, i'm it doesn't quite hold together for you like maybe it does for me i'm i'm annoyed i'm extremely annoyed by fate as a plot device and that's part of why i favor star trek over a lot of other tv series because they never almost never fall back on that it's it's they they're they'll get out of anything and this is sort of like hey go go and just die and then see what happens and then it's fine this is the second time that that's happened i believe there was um i don't was the the aging thing yeah Yeah, of course i don't think it's the last well that yeah that one another time when yeah the I wouldn't say it's fate, though. It's just like a weird breakdown of reality. So, uh, but, it, but it's it's like, what are they doing and why are they doing it? They're just sort of let they're they're doing the let go and let God thing, which. Well, I feel like. <laughs> Barry Morse had like some some still had some scientific mind on this. He had his telescope like they had gotten rid of most of their tech, but he might have actually worked out some concepts where they you know maybe don't have time to sit there and explain but where he knew that the recombining of the moons would end the timeline i mean he's still a scientist right it makes sense i mean it it makes some it makes as much sense as anything else with with <laughs> 30 I seconds just, of techno babble from him like make it better I, or worse for you i would rather have and i would rather have them done some kind of math and decided for themselves that it was the best thing to do than the colonists just being like get out we're all dressed like jesus get out of here oh yeah i do have it what's my note for that jesus koenig okay he came back oh that's because he yeah 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 he's like this, resurrected uh, he's but it is the other people in the town wearing the uh the actual digs isn't it triangular I, windows those are the best windows so, like anyone trying deciding to accept their fate accepting their fate doesn't bother me the the thing that bothers me is when someone else orders them to or mm. or just uh and in a way that doesn't make sense it also kind of annoys me that i assume this is going to be a constant theme that koenig is obsessed with executing operation exodus even when it doesn't make any sense <laughs> it's like no man earth isn't responding to us but let's go let's go to earth right now this isn't suspicious at all 
is this is <laughs> what's the, like how uh, matter Voyager, of life and death again on Voyager how Janeway always wants to blow up the ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's cool though. <laughs> <laughs> so you so it's cooler to blow up the ship than just to leave. I I have a soft spot for Captain Janeway. I admit it. Um, okay, <laughs> it's the uh, accent. Yeah having a look through it anything else i there are a few like lines i liked oh i got excited because i thought koenig said i thought her condition was a metal one but he did say <laughs> he did say mental so but that was a little yeah weird. he said but then it was two brains so is two brains not a mental condition <laughs> that's like <laughs> twice as mental well i guess that's technically physical now right so because there's it was there physically two brains was it like one on each yeah. side of, like so there's like yeah it was yeah. a stupid looking uh, x-ray <laughs> with a brain and the eyes it was just like two tiny brains next to each other right okay i didn't look really at, dumb. at that i didn't <laughs> stare at that for too long i didn't pause it or anything there so <laughs> yeah it was it was i mean it was endearingly silly but it was also stupid <laughs> well let's let's uh, turn the key a little bit unless you got a, another big observation you want to make and i'll i will throw out our assessment of this as uh the level of existential dread versus sci-fi fun in this one um well one more thing i was going to say is that we were talking about the trippiness of this episode in general that right. uh this does have an original score for the most part and this episode soundtrack will be the most reused out of any uh so get ready to hear a lot of this trippy stuff reused yeah sure why not i can yeah. live with that okay yeah me too um anyway how much percentage of this for you is existential dread and how much of it was sci-fi fun it's like 95 percent existential dread pretty much yeah, I was sitting here thinking 995, but the thing is there is some fun baked into that uh, 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 there's some sci-fi fun baked into the dread in this episode, right? I thought. I think it's almost like the fun depends on how funny you think it is that R Regina is just running around screaming and acting like a maniac. Well, she's got a bad sunburn and two brains. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love the uh, I love the her over if there is such a thing as overacting she definitely is doing it sunburn killjoy she is <laughs> she's dressed like a, a member of abba or something the whole time like whatever uh, hospital gown is i don't know if this is an urban legend or not but i heard like the reason abba wore that stuff was because there was a loophole in like swedish tax clauses where you could write off your clothes if it was something you would never wear like out in the public right so it's like all of the ABBA suits like you can't wear these in like a mall so they didn't have they got like a tax cut um something on them tax that's break. brilliant it is brilliant and you get to look awesome on stage so and then you know about a year later the monks did that and it destroyed their career yeah oh well anyway that's because they didn't but it like wasn't ABBA. sweden that was germany yeah and that was, was earlier, wasn't it? Okay. It might be early. It might have be been earlier. 60. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, my music dork <laughs> is, is stepping in here. You're smart. Uh, you're you're better at this than I am. But I was trying to contribute anything. I was just thinking of themed outfits. Okay. Yeah. And that did Gwar? not that did not work for them. Guar. Yeah, I'm sure that Guar could write off everything they made. I'd I'd like to see Guar doing their taxes. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how God, I wonder how comfortable uncomfortable those were. <laughs> it must have been they must have been pretty uh like specifically made to be able to play in them 
Yeah, yeah, like the the arms are loose, but I mean, otherwise you can just plant yourself on stage in a big blob of rubber, right? You know. Yeah. I mean, the, probably the, foam. The, the Muppet folks probably had it worse. I yeah, a lot of them were just under somebody else, wheeling I, around and stuff. I did learn that Jim Henson's thing was you can you can call us puppeteers, you can call us Muppet performers, but he didn't like Muppeteers, which I'm like, I don't. That's a good hmm. word. What's wrong with you, dude? Okay. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I like Muppeteer. Anyway, yeah, don't call him a Muppeteer. That's a that's offensive to Jim Henson. So that's like hell. The Lego Corporation doesn't want you calling them Legos. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. I guess so. Mm. Um. So yeah, I yeah. This I think when this might be the episode, kind of in the back of my mind, where I like formulated our little assessment for these episodes in general because this one has so much weird existential dread. So the Black Sun, right? So um, mm-hmm. that yeah, at least in that's the one, other one mired in this sort of thing, right? <laughs> I guess Black Sun is the other one where everything just kind of worked out conveniently. They just were like, screw it, let's go through the black sun. Yeah, because they're like zero percentage yeah. of survival. Zero percent, right? <laughs> and this is just gonna... like, yeah, we've gone through a sun, let's go through a moon. Yeah. Right, why not? It worked out. Okay. They didn't they didn't even have I mean, to like get old and have bizarre conversations and learn about it did work like, out. existence. So But I'm also going to get into my third pet peeve about <laughs> science fiction, which is that man, how many earths are we gonna come and come across this this happens a lot in star trek that this is one thing where uh, i think maybe voyager is the worst where they go into unexplored area of space and they keep finding earth stuff it's like come on dude really <laughs> what was it they found a cave full of classic cars or something like that well that, that time. yeah that, that earth people are actually living on that planet so yeah like what the hell and you can be like why why did they all get transported there but hey why did voyager get transported there you know it happens from time to time (laughs) i think voyager got transported there because of some keeper alien or something i I don't even that was one of the weird ones where i I don't remember much about the pilot Mm. it's worth rewatching sometime uh Anyway, yeah, I, I guess we're getting almost as much of the Voyager in this episode of Space 1999. But there are, I yeah. feel like this one in particular has parallels, you know, because it does. Well, the, the series have parallels. It's about being well, lost in space. Well, that, and so I guess, like I, more, more of that Deep Space Nine episode, I guess, is really what came to mind. Sorry, I didn't correct yeah. myself there. But, uh, mm. you know, so, it's about. Um, so I would call this a trippy episode. You call it a a stupid trippy episode basically i i'm not yeah. quite i'm not quite willing to put the phrase stupid on it more just like really trippy but i don't i don't want to come across like i'm just mad at it but it just has some stupid things in it that i think are stupid <laughs> okay no i got you i got you um it's like it's like i appreciate i still think it's an incredible looking show and the cast especially the cast you know it's like even Regina running around screaming is still like particularly good acting. You know, I can't, I can't complain about any of that stuff. It's just the writing is. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, as the guy who does twilight zones every week, maybe I'm a little more like whatever for that sort of thing. I'm like, eh, that's just how these things work out. (laughs) Yeah. Except for the two brains, the two brains were stupid. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about twilight zone is they have to establish everything. They have to establish the entire world. So there has to be some kind of efficiency. Mm. Like I was, I don't know. I was having some 
internet comment discussion about how Star Wars was incredibly conservative because it has to be because they're pulling from so many different like different influences that the underlying story has to be simple. And that's why Star Wars is kind of dumb sometimes. <laughs> wow, you're, you're edgelording today. Yeah, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> everybody's going to be kissing at us super hard. <laughs> um, well, before you cancel yourself, man, uh, or, or just to end the episode, can you, can you tell them where we're at? We're at po- Podcast 1999. Do we have social media? I was kind of queuing you up. Podca- Patreon.com. We're at Patreon.com slash Podcastio. Podcastius. Find all kinds of awesome podcasts about all kinds of awesome things and sometimes not so awesome things. Uh, okay. Game, okay. game show, game show about games. Luclos, Pokemon, Occult, Disney, Time Enough podcasts for Twilight Zone, Films and Filth, The Citizen Kane of Podcasting, going over all kinds of films taking maybe taking a little bit of a hiatus from hollywood stuff because the strike and who knows if the strike will ever end well by the time they're you're hearing now. this we probably finished that so but you we'll can go back and listen to all the weird stuff we talked about so uh <laughs> we will see i am cautiously pessimistic about <laughs> the strike ending um and uh, oh, Hyrule Field Report going over Tears of the Kingdom probably for the rest of time because that game is so huge. And uh, that's all of the podcasts. Yeah. So, Mark, get off of this podcast. You need to go to an exploding moon right now. I mean, are you sure? Yes. Okay. Get off, I'm get off the- of the podcast. Do it. Exploding right. moon now. All right. I'm going to the exploding moon. Embrace the past and the ones who called out my name And out here the calling strong and bright by love's flame The shrines long abandoned, though still on holy ground Leaves of autumn fall heavy enough to make a sound 